Welcome to Buffy the Vampire Strayer, where three Australians talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode by episode. I'm Chris. I'm Mabel. And I'm Megan. And today we're discussing episode 3.7, Revelations. Revelations. This episode was kind of like medicine, you know? Like it was good for you, you know, you had to have it. But at the end of the day... Oh, to be honest with you, I I literally like halfway through the episode... Uh, I was just like, man, I forgot how many things in this episode really piss me off. Yeah. This episode really annoys me. Yeah, Ugh. it really is. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not yeah. a terrible episode, but there were just so many things in it that pissed me off. Well, there's there's so many no redeeming like, factors. Yeah, no. I think like medicine is a good way to put it because like I, I think coming off of coming off of band candy to yes. this, it's kind of like, oh, I yeah. guess we have to like watch some of these as well. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, well, let's get into it, I suppose. So, Revelations was written by Douglas Petrie. Directed Ooh. by James A. Contner. I believe that's a new name for you, Chris. It's his, I believe that, it's his I have not first. heard that name before. Yeah, Douglas Petrie. But he, he's, uh, he's a bit of a Buffy staple. He, okay. a bit like um, a Jane Espenson, who we had, was that last week or the week before? Um, last that, week. Yeah, last, last week. week. So he, he, being, this is his first episode, but he will go on to be a big and important part of Buffy. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So, synopsis. Tempers run hot when the gang learns of Angel's return and Buffy's harbouring this vicious killer. But they all must band together to fight a demon who has arrived in Sunnydale in search of a highly powerful weapon. Meanwhile, Faith meets her new watcher, a brisk Englishwoman who is disdainful of Giles' haphazard operations. Good on this synopsis for not actually giving away the ending like they sometimes do. Yeah, I know. I was sort of expecting that, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tempers were running hot, weren't they? Everyone was a little on edge. So many feelings. So many feelings when we get to it. Uh, All right. (laughs) I'm not even sure what you're talking about. (laughs) Tempers run unnecessarily hot. Yeah. This is another one of those episodes where I just was continually frustrated at like... The way the gang treats Buffy? Like the out of characterness of everyone again, just for like the sake of... Just for the, the sake, sake of the fucking of story, the drama. it's plot device yeah, again. Yes. And it's just like, no, and I'm just like, I think my brow was just furrowed for the whole, I was like staring at the screen being like, what are you guys saying? Yeah. What are you guys doing? What? I'm so annoyed. I'm curious to see what you guys are talking about more specifically, because I kind of think that tempers are pretty justified, really. Oh my god! If we're talking about the same I thing. Feel, oh my god. Interesting. We'll get to it. Let's get to it. Extended argument yeah. episodes. Let's get to it. Open up some Dingo's Ate My Baby at the Bronze. I like these constant reminders that Dingo's Ate My Baby is a band that exists and Oz is in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty yeah. good. And I like seeing Oz. I feel like, especially in these episodes, you know, we've already established that this is one of those, like, take your medicine episodes. Yeah. Even mm. the brief scenes with Oz. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, he, he has no faults. Oz is always, pretty cool. Yeah, Oz is He's probably one of the only redeeming features of this entire episode, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because then we get some win- uh, Willow and Xander being weird and awkward oh, moments. God. That's really no. When will this I mean, end? Tell exactly. me this is... 
tell me this is going to be over in a couple episodes, please. Exactly. It's we, getting to the point of this episode where we're like, oh, yeah, this is like an ongoing thing that we have to deal with. Oh, it's yeah. just the, oh, worst. the worst. And it's pretty extended in this episode, too. They really dive into it. They do. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh, anyway, let's move uh, on. Buffy and Faith are on patrol. Getting quite the rhythm going. They're getting like a little bit of, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. After sure. I was cool to have. It was cool to have Faith back. I mean, you know? uh, yeah, I was just going to say, after last episode and her complete non-mention, it's kind of weird yeah. she's just right there from the start of the ep with just like, and it's just like, everyone's like, oh yeah, hey, Faith. Not like, oh, you were away last, you know, did you go and how was your visit to blah? You know, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she just randomly wasn't there. Yeah. Um, she was kind of cool for most of this episode. Like, she was really chill and just like, I don't yeah. know why you guys hate Faith so much. I don't, I, oh, really? I, I was, wow. Literally, this episode is the reason I remember why I started hating Faith. I'm going to get to okay, that I'll, too. I'm talking more about the first half. I'm talking more about the first half. First half, chill. sure. First half, she's yeah. pretty chill. I like her. Yep. And, and I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to be on your side, Megan. Like, I don't Fair think enough. this episode makes me like a Do you know what? When I was writing the things that I've written later, I actually deleted one of the things that I wrote because I was like... <laughs> Mabel will disagree too heavily with me on that particular thing, and she's probably going to disagree with me generally on how I feel about this episode. But I'm going to you say have it to anyway. You have to mention it. You have to. Oh my god! <laughs> she always pulls me into line when I'm too critical of people. I like it. It's good. <laughs> um, so, Faith has a new watcher. Cool. Yeah. Cool. What a good idea. Great right. idea. Great idea. Great idea. Yeah. It was cool to, to see, like, um, another mention of the council, you know? Yes. Mm. The Witches Council, what do they do? I mean, do you know what I think, though? I think that Giles probably should have found out more about her right oh. when she arrived. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we should find out more about her. <gasps> I knew it. Right when oh she's arrived. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you always catch me on guard. <laughs> <laughs> Because she is this week. What? She's what? She's what? Hey, character! I love how Zoom totally cuts us off when we scream too much about Name That Minor Character yeah. in a way that the other <laughs> podcast did. Um, so, before we've even gotten to credits, uh, Gwendolyn Post is our this week's Name That Minor Character, also known as Gwen Post, former watcher, as we eventually find out. Uh, and very good at getting people off guard. She mm. is played by Serena Scott Thomas. Does anybody recognise her? I thought if anybody did, maybe Chris would. She looks like a popular actress at the moment. She's playing Nurse Ratched in the new like Netflix Ratched series. Uh, I, oh, I'm, she I'm looks not like sure her name. Um, Sarah. Sarah, what's her face, you reckon? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure of her name. No, that's um, Sarah. I can't remember her last name. She used to, she's on, um, she's been on American Horror Story and stuff. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, no, that's the one I'm talking about. I think yeah, she looks no. like her. It's not she her. She does a bit it, look like her, yeah. You know, yeah. Sisters or something, you know. Serena Scott Thomas played Dr. Molly Warmflash in the Warmflash? James Bond 007 film, The World Is Not Enough. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a porn parody name. Yeah, Warm, I, I mean, most thing, of the Bond, Bond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, look, she's had a reasonably interesting career. Um, okay. She's done a few bits and pieces. Um, so, yeah, so as well as being in Bond, she was in Hostage. She played Bruce Willis's wife in Hostage. 
if you recall. You know what? She has a Bruce Willis wife vibe. She does. She really does. Absolutely. And she was also in a movie called Inherent Vice, which I haven't heard of. Yeah, no, no, no. That's Hawking Phoenix, one of his more recent ones. I think it was Paul Thomas Anderson, maybe? But who's that? Paul Thomas Anderson, the director, maybe. Oh, wow. I don't, maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, 2014 it was. Paul Thomas Anderson, well done. Very impressive. Thank you. You should be Whoa. running this. Yes. This yeah, Josh so Brolin, impressive. Owen Wilson. Damn. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, I, yeah, controversial one, that one. Oh. I think. Not controversial, more just like mixed opinions and stuff. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it personally. Yeah. Um, and she was also in, she's in Nip Tuck. She's had a few like oh, um, yeah. guest oh, part, yeah. parts in things like NCIS, um, Summerland, if you guys remember that show that had a Oh my God, I totally yes. remember Summerland. <laughs> <laughs> yes. do, do you know if her accent is real? Her accent is real. Good? She is in fact oh. English. Yes. I was so. going to say her, like her actual name sounds like just as British as this character. She was, yeah. I mean, she was born in possibly the most British sounding place ever. Never Compton, Dorset. Oh, well, well, well. Never Compton. Never Compton. Yeah. She's yeah. so British. Well, I never. She is so British. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this I could list a bunch of stuff, but really, that's the only things that anybody is going to really know that she's been in. She's been, you know, she's a hardworking actress. She's in William McKay. Oh, she played Princess Diana in the Diana Whoa. TV, you know. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So she's she's not good, by the way. We haven't really. That's she that, yeah. actually is yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I really hate her character for oh, yeah. many reasons, but the actress yes. is very good at the role. And that yeah. kind of, she, she really does the good balance of, like, you really don't guess at first. Mm. That no, she's I, playing I, them, absolutely. But then once not. you kind of realise that she's that she's evil, you kind of can go back and look at the actions and be like, wow, she really was very clever at putting them off guard, but in a really subtle way. Like she kind of like keeps Giles on his toes the whole time. He drives that wedge between Faith and the rest of the gang very cleverly. But she does it in such a kind of subtle way. It's a very good, very good job. Yeah. yeah, I a always like percent. when yeah, I always like when someone has like a flip of their character. It it's not just them playing two separate characters. Like she actually played the she flip. she did. Yeah, it was yeah. actually yeah rare to get it's that right. I, I didn't see it coming at all. Good. I was like. When she popped up, I'm like, okay, maybe uh, five, six episode arc. Maybe like she like the little romantic thing between her and Giles. Maybe uh, all right, it's gonna be really interesting. Maybe she takes Faith away. Okay, and um, yeah, <laughs> I mean she's right. Giles's type because she treats him like shit. <laughs> yeah. oh. Big time, big time. <laughs> all right, oh. yeah. So that's this week's fan that minor character. Thank you. Yeah, um, she's good. Yeah. Sick bird at the end of there. It's really Thanks. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Thank I, you I, I did that one for you, Chris, because I know how much you hate Jenny Calendar. <laughs> I certainly do. I certainly do. So right, um, go to the credits, and uh, we come back, and yeah, Gwendolyn Post wastes no time building up a reputation <laughs> as kind of this. Bitchy Itch. wanker. <laughs> she just puts everyone off, yeah. offside and off kilter. She's almost off like, kilter is the real thing. She's like not bitchy though. You're right. You know, it's like, because it's like, like she is, but she, like, she's it's so cleverly professional. Done. She it's is cleverly done. It's cleverly done. Yes. Yeah. It's quite blatantly rude. No, you, yeah. you wouldn't be. It's like one of those bullying situations where you like, you could never actually pinpoint or call out any specific behavior, but yeah. there's just something yep. there, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. They're the worst yeah. ones. Yes, they <laughs> are. I've literally experienced that bully. Uh, in workplaces before, oh. they're the worst. Yeah, so what do they do? What do they do to you? It's like, oh, well, it's not like what they, you know, it's ah, oh, 
It's the worst. (laughs) And, you know, to throw us off even further, she goes about setting up our big bad for the episode and what he's after, the Glove of Vinegar. Of course. Of course. So that's kind of another red herring in a way because she's kind of like, here I am with a bunch of information about the bad guy for this episode. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, and she, that's actually, because she's so perfectly, like she starts off with, with, putting them on the defense like they have to prove themselves to her like Giles yeah. has to prove himself to her and then she lays on this this other thing and they don't even question it because they're like oh must impress her yeah must give her exactly what she wants yeah I like that as an additional like for one thing having an additional um watcher come in put us the audience I think at ease. it's like oh this is a totally plausible thing that could be happening in Buffy right now like Faith could be getting another watcher it's kind of weird that it took so long right yeah <laughs> and then um, and then I like that she had to out British Giles. They were like, who, yeah. uh, who could we get to be a second? Well, I, I literally <laughs> late, later on, British. later on when she's at Giles's place, I'm like, she is, she is exceeding, succeeding, sorry, in making Giles look American. That is impressive. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> Which is just so funny when you think of how many times we comment on Giles's Britishness, Britishness and this I whole know. episode is talking about how American he's become. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I loved it. Um, we get... I, Sorry, I go. think it is this scene mm-hmm. that I noticed a fashion faux pas. And when I notice a fashion at all, then it's, oh it's, it's quite a standout. Yeah, Chris, it, it, tell it, us it might more. be the wrong scene. Tell me if this scene's coming in. It's another scene. Okay. It's coming in a bit. All right. I don't know. Buffy's beanie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is. That Are is we really going to go it's past classic, Buffy's beanie? Classic sneaky Buffy, but she's not even sneaking. I did what, what, think this whole episode was. I feel like Buffy. Well, Buffy's fashion ping ponged a lot in this episode. Yeah. It was mostly bad, yeah. and then there was like one or two <laughs> yeah. outfits where she, she was went like from on like it again. punk grunge to pop girl. You know. Yep. Ah, it, yep. was really it was weird. weird. Yeah. Very what, weird. What is the thing on the beanie? Um, like, I missed it. I, I don't know what it read. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I basically like, just. Well, yeah. It said bomb. It said bomb. Oh, it said bomb. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, and so, she was doing that almost like deliberate thing where you know you wear a beanie, but you wear it kind of bunched up high, so you've got yes. that like loose bit on the top. Yes. Oh, dreadful! Just dreadful, yeah. frankly. Yeah. Reminds Bomb. me of this like this like. Um, <laughs> it was a plug for the weather, basically. <laughs> oh, of course. Beanies <laughs> like that. They just make me think of like the this like old computer game I used to play called like Icy Castles or something. Icy that Tower, like, man, yes. Icy Towers, yes. yes oh I'm my all, god, all it. it's that yeah. beanie. It's like that beanie style. It's yeah. although less psychedelic and tie dye. But you guys yeah. are talking <laughs> another language now, so I'll let you guys go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good game. You still play it. It's on Facebook and stuff. It's like a whole thing. Oh my god, really? Yeah, it's hard. This... It's harder than you remember. This is you play it on the computer. Information to me, as in like yes, on it's Facebook. It's a computer game. It's like, yeah. it's like a flash game. Ah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I genuinely, totally I thought play. I could ask that question without sounding as newbie as I usually do. <laughs> oh, this is on a computer, a personal <laughs> computer. Hey, I played are, are Age of winning? Empires. I played Age of Empires right from the beginning, and I got right to the end. I found the fucking fountain of youth. Thank you very much. God. Oh like the full version. I only played yes. like the Kellogg's free BC. No, the full version. I had the like the box, the CD. I loved when Kellogg's cereals used to give out so many like demo games. I didn't even know they the did box. that. Oh, yeah. they used to put so many demo games. It was wow. Crazy. 
Man, that's how my brother got into video games. Interesting. <laughs> so in this in this scene, we get the reveal that there are in fact twelve cemeteries in Sunnydale. Now, Mabel, is that? is that the answer that we gave at that trivia night that we went to, or did no, we say thirteen? It was like forty. I thought it was like forty-nine or something. No. Or was that hospitals? Maybe that was hospitals. There was one that was in debate because I think it was like whether or not you count that one that was across the school. And yeah. That that that, that, that nightmare yeah. episode. Oh, right. You guys are nerds. You guys yeah, are big are. old nerds, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Just quickly. Yeah. So um, Angel is uh, teaching Buffy about shirtless Tai Chi. Oh, my. And can God. I just say, no, no, no. Look, I'm not even drooly this time. I'm just curious about why he's never wearing a shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Except It interrupts his flow, man. <laughs> Maybe he's washing it. Although, do you reckon No, because then he puts like... it on. He puts it he on. Puts he puts it, it straight on afterwards. So, he's getting better though. Angel's getting better at Tai Chi. Yeah. 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 Like he's better than he was last episode. Definitely. Uh, so SMG's giving him some tips. Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone else? Okay. So like in this Tai Chi scene where then he's slow, like they turn and then he yep. puts his hands. Tai Chi gets sexy. Brings yep. them down. Yeah. Like did anyone, like was anyone else watching this being like, gotta be a dream sequence. Come on, wake up Buffy. Surely this is a dream oh. sequence. <laughs> no, because the lighting was too, was too sexy. I know. I know it was real, but yeah. it was like. It was too porn star. You know, you know what it was. It was how it, it was like how extended it was. Like for the yeah. first five seconds, I'm like, okay, normal. I'm like, oh, that we're still on this shot. We're still on this. Sh- is this a dream? Am yeah. I? Is this and also, still going? The transition from doing chai t- tai chi to him, like he literally takes like a step or two forward to then land his hands so that he's surrounding her. So it's kind of like if he kind of if they'd been close enough that when he turned, it was kind of like as he pulled his hands down, he kind of had no choice but to like accidentally encase her, that would have been slightly less weird. And it would have like then been like, like more understandable that it transitioned to sexy Tai Chi. But the fact that he literally took steps forward to make it sexy was just kind of like a little bit off. But this is like classic Angel and Buffy all over again. It's like back in season one, when we first meet Angel, where he's like, no, I'm no good for you. We can't do this. But he, he's always like flirting with her and like almost kissing her. And it's like, Actually, that's so funny that you bring that up because literally this episode, I'm like, this episode is entirely season one Angel because he's also (laughs) like, so, um, you know, once we get through the sexy Tai Chi and I must say that I did get a little bit drawly when it got sexy. Like, you know, I was like, okay, well now I'm glad that Angel's not wearing a shirt. But anyway, so then Buffy (laughs) tells Angel about Lagos and he once again just mysteriously knows more than even Giles, the book guy about demon stuff, which is just so season one angel, right? Like he just yeah, knows stuff throughout this whole episode. He knows where to get it from. Yeah. He knows um, how to destroy it. Whereas Giles has to like spend his time looking this stuff oh, up. He's, that's literally totally. his entire job. And yet angel just intrinsically knows these things. Yeah. And what's more, what's even more season angel, season one angel is that he knows all this, but doesn't tell anyone. You know? Yes. Like, oh, you're looking for that, are you? I'll wait till you leave. And then, then I'll go and get it. it. Then I'll yeah. go and get it. And not yeah. tell you that I know where it is. Immediate, yes. Like, not just tell you immediately. Oh, my you know? God. And maybe you could go get it now because it's daytime. Or we could go together. Oh, it's classic season this, one. Angel. This entire episode could have benefited from some effective communication. There's a few yeah. times. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. It's one of my pet peeves about this episode. And it's a pet peeve I have with episodes like this in any TV show where, like, yep. things yeah. could be solved with three seconds of conversation between the main characters. <laughs> Fuck it. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ugh, it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about it. We cut to the library. Do we have to? Oh, no. I don't want to. Do we have to? 
I mean, oh. we do cut to the library, so you know. All right. Just for people listening, for for people listening, just use that little skip arrow, you know, to skip 15 seconds ahead, you know, we'll be quick. Skip this fucking shit, because Willem and Xander start kissing and it's the worst. So, moving on from them for a second, (laughs) theory time. This is, and I I pose this as a question for you guys, and I pose this for Twitter. Um, I'm curious to know what people think. Okay. I think Giles totally saw them kissing here and chooses to pretend like he didn't, because he doesn't want to get involved. His demeanour... As following on from them all getting up, his demeanor is actually quite abrupt and sharp. This is my theory. It's only a theory. I, I'm, I, I, I see you looking I'm at me you. weirdly, Mabel, but I really think the way Anthony Stewart Head plays this, whether the writers intended it or not, the way Anthony Stewart Head plays this scene is that he actually did see it happen. He doesn't agree with it, but he's Giles, so he's not getting involved. I couldn't agree more. Thank you. I can see that. Yeah? I'm all in. I'm all on, on the theory. Yep. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Canon. It's now canon. It's now canon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. have made it so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I've never actually really, I've always thought the opposite in the past because he never brings it up again. But actually watching it this time, I really watched the way Anthony Stewart had played it. And he was really quite abrupt with Willow, quite abrupt with Xander. And it just seemed unnecessary and unlike yeah. him to be that way if he hadn't seen what he'd just seen. And if Giles did see it, how mm. would he act? Because I think it would be exactly. pretty similar to that. Exactly. I think he yeah, would just be yeah, like, yeah. look, exactly. they've, got, they've got to sort their own shit out. Yeah, you this know. is not my thing. I don't get involved in this yeah. stuff, but I yes. really wish I hadn't seen it, I, so I'm just going to pretend yeah. like I didn't. Yeah. yeah. I think Very right. Especially with, the abruptness, I think, is like key. Because I think normally yeah. he would be much more inclusive about a breakthrough in it. Yes. But like, even when they were like, oh, like, let's do this, he was like, no, you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just leave. Yeah. Um, so side note. So f- oh, sorry. Go, Mabel. No, I mean, just funny because, like, I think that was a very plausible thing. When you start this whole thing being like, I have a theory, it could be a little out there. <laughs> <let me think." laughs> I, was like, I was like, yes, tell me exactly how this Willow and Xander thing is because of the hell mouth. Just ah! tell it to me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, God. Fucking I was like, mouth. please, show me how you've got some evidence that tells me why <laughs> it makes sense. Oh, God, I wish that was the case. I really, really do. Yeah. <sighs> Um, so, side note, Giles identifies the Glove of Minigon in Tobin's Spirit Guide. Does anybody know where Tobin's Spirit Guide actually originates? Should Wouldn't we? it be weirder if I did know? Uh, I don't know, no, not for you, Chris, maybe. Oh. It's a fiction, fictional book originally from the film Ghostbusters. No kidding. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. a sick triv. I know. Thank uh, you. I thought that was pretty sick. Yeah, I was real happy with that one. <laughs> uh, nice. Well done. I love, I love finding out about these things. Even if I never get it, I love thinking about the few people that could have made that reference when they watched this episode <laughs> yes. and the joy mm-hmm. that they get out of it. Yes, oh, they yeah. like put these sneaky little Easter eggs in and hope that somebody notices, you know. And or, someone's got to, yeah. you know. Like and I, someone got joy out of that. Yeah, and even if nobody ever notices, they know that it's in there, yeah. you know, and that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah I love Very it. Very cool. Uh, so we uh, head off to Buffy and um, Faith patrolling again and Buffy avoids an angel chat with Faith who yeah. goes off on her own, runs into Lagos and gets a serious beat down. She does. A confession. Yeah. Confession time. I only just like six seconds ago put together that that Lagos guy was here for the glove. <laughs> I only just connected that. 
<laughs> he clearly didn't listen when Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Post was speaking in the library. Yeah, yeah maybe not. I was like, it was spelled out for you. What do you mean you just <laughs> noticed? Well, because, okay. So yeah. when I first saw him, it was like, oh, it's a vampire. Because he's like oh. got a vamp. He look, he's dressed like a, you know. You're he was not really dressed, dressed a bit like a, like an old, old vamp. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's like acting like a vamp and making the same noises as a vamp. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. it's a vamp. I'm like, oh, it's a vamp with horns. That's weird. I'll have to, I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask the girls about that. <laughs> Why this vampire has horns? Oh my god. Um, and then he like didn't want to hurt her and didn't want. And I just sort of. And he just like stalked off like he was looking for something. <laughs> he certainly did. In hindsight. <laughs> um, That's good. That's yeah. Good. Oh. Yeah. So he's, he's a demon. He's a demon. Yeah. And yeah. he's come to Sunnydale searching for the glove of Minigon, which is why Gwendolyn Post, well, not why Gwendolyn Post showed up, but she was like, I, you know, I'm sorry to be abrupt right at the beginning, but, you know, she's like, right. there's a demon in town and he's looking so for he, his glove. He didn't, like, he didn't like, he wasn't buried and raised from the dead or anything. No, no he no. came to Sunnydale looking for the glove. Because the glove holds all this power, apparently. Yeah. I'm going to have right. feelings about that later too. Yeah, 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 agreed. Why was he dressed <laughs> that way? That's an old his outfit. I mean, that's what, it was, that's what he was raised to wear. Yeah. All right. He hasn't really been a part of society long enough to know what fashion is as a concept. And yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. He's like a lives lives in a cave somewhere kind of demon. His clothes are about like function and possibly honor. Possibly honor. Yeah. What his culture is like. Yeah. 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 We don't know enough about Lagos's culture really to comment. Yeah. It's true. No. It's so true. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Can I just say from this fight scene with Faith, I one of the things I have enjoyed in this episode because I think we've kind of touched on that there's not that many things to enjoy in this episode, but one of the things that I've enjoyed is kind of the evidence appearing that Buffy is better than Faith. <laughs> now later, I was so excited when she managed to kill Lagos in like three seconds and Faith oh got absolutely God. smashed by him. I loved and, it. And I also love, I also love that Buffy did exactly what I wanted her to do because in this scene when Faith was fighting him, I was like, he had, like, he has a sharp weapon that you could use against yes. him when yeah. clearly like the punches and the kicks aren't doing that much. Yeah. And Faith doesn't go for it, but Buffy immediately goes for it and just like chops off his head. Yeah, because yep. Buffy's a great slayer. Faith's just not Faith as good. Just, Faith's just a little more green, you know. Yeah. She's more green. I think, she's and I, experienced. And I, she's she's also just not as willing to learn either yeah. and grow. She's just like, this is who I am, and I'm fucking. I'm a scrappy bitchy, not bitchy. Sorry, scrappy kind of in the in the weeds fighter, and I'm never yeah. gonna even try to rise above it or learn any new skills. But like, I mean, Buffy's not the best student. <laughs> no, but I, I guess Buffy self-learns a lot. Like, she grows from her experiences in a way that Faith doesn't, I don't think. But, like, I do think that's, again, that's part of Faith's greenness. You know, like, Buffy has had mm. a lot more fight. Like, she's had a lot of big fights that have shaped her as a fighter. You know, she's like, we're now in season three. We've, we've come across, like, two big bads. Sure. You know? Like, two yeah. and a half if you count the judge, maybe. You know, um, you know she's had... For all we know, Faith hasn't like come across that many things that she's needed to grow for. Like her fighting style has been enough for everything she's come across, so she hasn't needed to. Grow I mean, for. you could argue that the guy she ran away from and is the reason she came to Sunnydale, the Clovenhoof guy. She could have learned from that, and she didn't. Yeah, she's well, still learning. She's still learning. Anyway, so I love that Buffy's better. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, she, Buffy's better though. So Xander goes snooping at Restfield Cemetery, and I really like that he calls attention to the obvious. 
Like, yes. why the fuck is why? he out there alone? <laughs> like, even when it never happens. Which is mm-hmm. further proof that Giles must have, like, known about the thing. Right? Because, because he let him in the library. I was like, why is that a plan? Like, yes. Like, why is that a plan? What are you going to do yeah. if you find Lagos there? Or- and I feel like, because frankly, like, Giles just, like, just wanted Xander to get out of the, yeah. the room because he just didn't want to yeah. deal with him right then. Um, yeah. And so he was just, like, agreeing to whatever Xander said. And basically, I think almost wasn't listening to what Xander said because he was trying to process yeah. what he'd just seen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, more and more. I'm firming up on my theory. Hit yeah. me up, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Xander spies Angel with the glove. Oh. Yes. Yeah. And also... Reason to be concerned. Reason to be concerned. So coming back to the Angel being season one Angel here, how come Angel knows where the glove is? And with a small bit of research, Giles knows where the glove is. But Lagos is just randomly raiding graves for it. I mean, surely Lagos is illiterate. He's dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, in hell for a hundred years, right? He forgot what Buffy was. You're really gonna remember? Well, yeah. I yeah, mean, I'm true. surprised that yeah. Angel has kept intact all yeah. his season one encyclopedia of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just want to be clear that my comment on he's dumb wasn't a follow up to you saying he's illiterate because I don't believe that people who are illiterate are dumb. I just think Lagos yeah. is dumb. <laughs> 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 just wanted to be clear about that because that was yeah, bad timing same. on the way I said that. <laughs> Um, um, I mean, I think a lot of these demons are like, you know, he's, he wasn't that hard to beat. He's more like brute force than yes. strategy. Um, um, Xander follows Angel, discovers Angel and Buffy kissing. It's too much kissing in this episode. Mm. Ew. Yeah. And it's just, it's right back mm. to classic, like, Buffy mauling face kissing. She has a real aggressive kiss style. She really does. She certainly does. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. It's so weird in this rewatch. I, I have to say, like, some of me did still get the whole, like, oh, Buffy and Angel, like, mm-hmm. I, I still am here for it. Me too. I like it. There's, like, romance there, but it's also just... But there's a creepiness too. I can't ignore the absurdity of their actions. Yeah. You know? And this whole scene where they're like, oh, it's forbidden. We should stop. Yeah. But we're not stopping. But we really need to stop. But we're not stopping. And I think it's, I think it's like, again, I come back to the fact that like for, for Buffy, I can see it, right? She's a 16 year old girl. I remember what I was like at 16. We've discussed some of the things I've done at 16. And frankly, like 16 year old. Disgust is a good word for it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So like from Buffy, I get it. But Angel is 240 something years old at this point. In fact, 340 something years old, if you count the hundred years he spent in hell. And we do ridiculous well most of the Buffy verse doesn't which I don't understand but it's ridiculous that this guy who's had all these years of experience can't fucking control himself yep it's just ridiculous yeah. it's such a yeah, plot it's hole it's such a major plot hole in this entire series and I, 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 mean, I hate myself for it, noticing it because I've always been such a Bangel fan like that is I am I'm totally shipping them yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're forever, like, stuck in a sort of, like, sexually active stage in your life, you know, like, he doesn't age anymore and, like, you don't really have any options for who you can get with, like, <laughs> maybe, you know, like, it's, it's like Buffy or celibacy. 
But yeah. I mean, even Buffy is celibacy at this point because he just turns. Yeah, that. But that was emotion, like you know, like emotion mm. is what gives him a true happiness. Which I love. That's what I loved about that storyline was that it actually wasn't about sex. It was about true emotion. Yeah, but that's what. With- but that's what always confused me in terms of like how to mitigate against that going on because they always. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. But even in this you episode, are. they they kind of like Xander's kind of like, oh, as long as she does. Even at the end of the episode, she's like, he's like, as long as she doesn't do that, we're fine. And it's like. Mm. well that's not I know I mean they can never have a real good relationship like it's he has to be tortured Mm. in order to be for them to be together like people can't really I don't think be in a truly healthy relationship unless both sides (laughs) can at times be it's such a low bar it's it's such a low bar (laughs) (laughs) that's a fair thing to say right (laughs) literally the bare minimum yeah oh Oh, my god so anyway we head to Giles's house where Gwendolyn is uh Mm-hmm. Um, making him feel very American <laughs> with her little, with her little, very you know, cool. tea strainer. Oh my god, I loved that extra detail. Like her just with, without saying anything, just like he makes her a cup of tea and she pulls out the tea bag without saying anything, and then just pulls out yes. a, a small like canister, tin it's like an Altoid tea. tin or something of like <laughs> loose leaf tea oh, and yeah. her own tea strainer. <sighs> uh, and then we get some classic. Like, this, this is actually, like, this particular joke that happens right here is just so classic Buffy, right? It's classic Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, where Giles is just in the middle of saying that Buffy's, a, you know, oh, Buffy's yeah. maybe a little, you know, a little wayward and, you know, a little kind of, you know, goes her own way with things, but, but she's a good slayer. Um, and then Xander yeah. bursts in and is like, ah, oh, there's a problem with Buffy. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> That's classic. It's always funny. I like it. Yeah. I hate this scene. I hate this yeah. scene. Yeah. I hate this scene. So for a few reasons, I'm just not sure how comfortable I am with their judgment of her choices when it comes to like, like, it, it, like I get that this guy for them has been evil and he's done his, you know, done evil things. I really appreciate that. And there's going to be some stuff that I'm going to feel like I, I totally agree with in a minute, but they're just super fucking judgy without all the facts. And if, if it was a normal situation, like I just, crazy. I, know, you I tried to kill them all. About what are you talking them about? So judgmental. Not under no, the yeah. Like it didn't matter. No, no, no. no and jealous. We've, we've and had jealous. This, we've had this argument Tried to before. kill them all. We've had this argument before. And yeah, of it's totally different. Sandra on this yeah, You're trying to kill like, me and I'm trying love. But no, but but think about this. When Angelus was around, like when he was evil and they had this big plan to like stop him and kill him, one of their ta- like they was Willow, they, they, it was an understood strategy to still try and give him back his soul because they also saw yes. him getting his soul back and becoming Angel again as an alternative solution. At the time, they had already agreed that him getting his soul back would have been a solution. Yet now he has his soul back or they can kind of assume that if Buffy's, you know, hanging out with him, that he's back and he's not evil and jealous anymore. Yet they're still talking mm-hmm. about him as though he's the same person. It like doesn't yeah. make sense. Why were they even trying Which to give I back his of... soul if they didn't accept yes. that he was going to be a different person? Yes. Which I kind of get from Xander because that is yes. been Xander's stick all along. Xander's been consistent because he's yes. annoying. But with Willow, her, her behaviour okay. is unacceptable. Let's be fair. They had a near-death experience. Yeah. It's fair to assume there's a bit of PTSD there from uh, this murderer who tried to kill them, and he looks exactly the Look, same. So it's probably sure. fair to assume that uh, they're going through their own stuff right now and they don't really care about getting her rocks off. <laughs> I get that. 
No, 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 no. It's not about that. They treat her like she's some kind of addict with Angel. Like she has no way to control herself. She was never really entirely that way with him. I'm sorry. But I mean, I know she's this angsty drama teenager, but they literally, this is a fucking intervention. Like she's some kind of addict. And the words that they use are like she's an addict. Like she just, you know, it just pisses me off. It's ridiculous. But step away from it. Absolutely not. It's so annoying. Like the fact that. Uh, That's an interesting, sorry. That's sorry. I just want to pick up on Chris's statement before you continue, Mabel. So basically, you're saying that she is either an addict or she has to step away from him. If she's not, if she's not an addict, I mean, she'll step away from him. Listen, That's the only two choices she has. Angel's not really good for her, right? We can we all agree that a sixteen-year-old <laughs> dating a twenty-two-hundred-and-fifty-year-old is weird, and that she probably shouldn't be dating him, and she's probably not really that good for him. And she, he did try to kill her and all her friends and family before. They look the same. Yeah. Angelus did. Well, like, yes. think about this with like a reg- like with a with a regular breakup. Let's let's agree that like Angelus was bad news, but Angel was not actually yeah. like a bad True. boyfriend to her. But like, sure, no. maybe he's not good for her. So they've broken up on good terms. Like, it's not really normal for everyone around her to like force her to cold turkey. Like, can't she and Angel like sort out? They, like, they're both, you know, she's yeah. a teenager. But let's just, they're both adult-ish people that are like in this. Even if they're not going to be together, like why should it be forced by those around them? Why can't she manage her own emotions and her own relationship with him? Yeah. Like why isn't she? Like if you take the Angelus, if you take the Angelus part of the story out, like yes, fair enough. If she'd been dating Angelus, an abusive, you know, murderous fuckwit, and then went back to him, I absolutely agree that an intervention is necessary, but there needs to be a quiet discussion about, are you, is this really what you want for yourself? Do you remember how he treated you last time? But Angelus and Buffy never dated. Angel and Buffy dated. And I feel like I get what you're saying about the PTSD thing. And I get that they've all got their own emotions attached to it, but they're basically projecting their emotions. I think that'd be a fair argument if they weren't going to be directly involved because they are, because they almost died last time and they could die again this time. So it's not like they have no skin in the game. I think it's, I think it's totally, I think you're right. Like, unfortunately, it's not think like, like, they are affected by her relationship in this. But, like, the way they go about it, like, the fact that Xander goes to Giles and then behind Buffy's back, they are right, like, they will mm. discuss this and then they, like, ambush mm-hmm. her with it. That, like an intervention for an addict, like, that's not appropriate. Yeah. They can have concerns, but, like, just because they have yeah. skin in the game doesn't mean they get to control yeah. Buffy. You know, it's not like a vote. Like they can voice their concerns yeah. to her individually. But she, they, they not as a group. Yeah, they don't have a right to like try no. and control. And I and I think that's really clear with with the way Giles responds to the way the group is acting. Frankly, the way the group like they have this moment, and then Xander says, "You know, you'd stop him like you did last time with Ms. Calendar," which. Are you fucking serious? You're blaming Jenny's death on her right now. What the actual fuck? And the look on her face then, it is so heartbreaking for her to have him blame her for Jenny's death when it wasn't her fault. Like we'd all agreed that it wasn't and her fault. And she had fault. to deal with that. The she fir- did. Like she had to yeah. deal with that at the and time And he brings that well, up then you know? like it, like blaming like Buffy her. Buffy has PTSD. About and it's that well. moment Giles steps in and is like, right, this is not appropriate. Like he even says this is not appropriate. And frankly, of all the people in that room, Giles is the one who has the most skin in the game in this. And he says that to her afterwards. And I have absolutely zero problem with the way he brings it up with Buffy. One-on-one, he says to her, you know, I won't remind you about all these things, you know, but I will remind you that he tortured me 
for hours for pleasure, you know, and that is Giles expressing the emotions, the PTSD that he's experiencing and have, t- saying to her, I am feeling all these emotions about the fact that you are with this man and I'm not just mad about the fact that you're with him. I'm upset that you didn't tell me, that you didn't have the courtesy to say to me, Angel is back, this man that, and I, and you know, he probably more than anyone can separate the two, Angel and Angelus, but yes, you're right. They do have the same face. And frankly, that man with the same face tortured him for hours. And I fully, fully appreciate Giles's position in this and the way he brings it up to Buffy. I have zero respect for the way the rest of the gang does it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry for the no, 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 no. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, Giles uh, does probably approach it the best way. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, if if one of you guys started dating someone that tried to kill me, yeah, I'd probably have a problem with it. And I'd probably sit you down and I'd probably communicate that. But there's the additional context of them. Yeah, being, you have the additional context of it, like, not being listening. I get what you're saying. Really but you I think... I, I yeah it's hard it's a hard and complicated situation because it's really hard to relate that to real life yeah. because yes frankly if if someone had tried to murder you and then I tried to I would start I decided to start dating them Chris I mean there is this element of rehabilitation like if somebody's rehabilitated you know maybe look at it from yeah. that point of view maybe like a person has gone like through, if someone like went off their meds yeah. or something that's or a like, good way of looking at it like fell off the wagon but then they're like they've sobered up again and murder's down, pretty real guys. you know not <laughs> it's the same pretty person. no but and that's but that's a really good way of looking at it right if somebody is um you know on a, on a form of medication let's say and they go off that medication and go on a bit of a have a mental break um a psychotic break and potentially in that time try to hurt you and then that person goes to hospital, starts to get like back under control. They get their meds back under control. They become the person that they always were before the psychotic break. And I chose to start dating that person again. I know that that would be hard for you, but would you approach I mean, probably, it the yes. way that that <laughs> I mean, come on. They tried to kill me. What? If they lapsed once, they could lapse again. It's exactly really? the same thing as Angel, you know? If they turn into Angelus once, they'd be oh turned into it again. Interesting. That, that is interesting. I don't I know, guys. Guys. I, I mean, that, you're entitled to your opinion, and I, I, that's, that's such not, a serious yeah. crime. <laughs> what if you? I, I get that. I totally get that. But he, it, it's almost like he was. It was out of his control. It wasn't his actions. It was a psychotic yeah. break. I understand that the concern. You can't bridge? blame Angel for Angelus's yeah. actions. No, it's not water under the bridge. No, no. But it's 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 acknowledging that that was a. a thing that happened yeah. and you don't ignore it but you also don't necessarily blame that person forever well, yeah, I think for it because really, they weren't in control yeah, of their when actions it comes to any time. sort of like condemnation of anything it's like intent counts as something surely you know yeah. like, like what are you blaming someone for <laughs> it's not like they said never, something inappropriate at a party never... like if one of you guys tried to kill me the podcast is over all right i'm gonna hold that grudge for a while <laughs> like like no I, but like a bit interesting it, because i well, I'm just saying it's like Sorry, it's about uh, intent, you know. Like if one of, if one of yeah. us like accidentally, you know, if it was like more of like a manslaughter yeah. case, like I can like it's up to you okay. whether or not. Okay. You're so I actually have an example. I actually have a real life example. Um, I was watching, um, and I think it was an ABC Australian story or something recently about a man who uh, was was on medication and had a psychotic break, and he murdered his daughter. His I think she was three or, or she was very young. He murdered her and they had an interview with his partner, the mother of the child. And she said, I 
forgive him. It wasn't him. Um, and when he gets out of hospital and when he gets out of, you know, he, he's in a, a, like a jail hospital, not, not like a regular hospital. When he gets out, I, I will try to rebuild a life with him because that, I know that wasn't him. It was, it was a, a psychotic break. It wasn't the him that I love. It was a man who was going through something that's completely unexplainable and completely, you know, frankly, not his fault because, and he tried to get, to be fair, this guy tried to get help. He knew he was falling down the, down the rabbit hole. Um, he didn't receive, this was a, a story about how they don't support mental health enough in Australia. Um, you know, and he fell down the rabbit hole and as a result, he murdered his daughter and he has to live with that for the rest of his life. And I don't blame that woman for forgiving him. I mean, goodness, that, that sounds like an incredibly intense story. Um, but <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I sure she also didn't come but to that conclusion. But that's the kind of like comparison in, in if you make it. Yeah. And I'm sure that took a long process yeah. and that no, no, for I'm a long sure time, she didn't. was quite upset and it probably took a lot of communication absolutely. and a lot of healing to get there. Yeah, absolutely. So I wouldn't blame someone I, for I guess... feeling that first feeling and like not forgiving straight away. Yeah. No, Neither me. I actually don't blame the gang at all for any of the feelings that they feel. What I blame them for is the way that they approached Buffy about it because they made it like she was an, she was the enemy in that moment. You know what? I think, I think if everyone stuck, stuck to their done. I statements, then uh, maybe, maybe it would have been okay. Maybe, <laughs> like Willow said. Uh, yes, Willow. that's true. We should. That's true. Yeah. That's no, true. I think... We should move on from this. Yeah. This has been a really fascinating discussion, though, and I'm actually really glad we yeah, had it because I'm... I think it's been really interesting. I think it's also, yeah. really, I think I'm really glad that, like, Chris has his point because I think a lot of listeners as well, yeah. like, this, I think that this yeah. is one of those gray areas where not everyone would forgive mm. someone in that situation. Feel the same way. You know? Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, as I say, like I, I think you're very entitled to your opinion, Chris. It, it's not one I have, but I appreciate you sharing it, and I and I yeah, do get I think it. A lot I do of understand why to you do feel with the way you do about it. The attachment to the show as well. Like I just think I just have less attachment to Buffy and Angel sure. being together because I'm just haven't only seen that entire arc and that yeah. entire story. So I'm a bit yeah, more cynical true. about it, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think yeah. honestly, this yeah. makes I think that's good. as much as I still hate like 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 Megan, I still hate like how they approach Buffy with this. I think honestly, talking this through makes me almost like forgive the like I still don't like that they did it, but I can understand yeah. why they handled this so poorly. I think that I have come around too a little. Like, I mean, I, I, I still think it was absolutely poorly yes. done and, I, and I'm still angry at the way, at them for doing it yeah. the way they did and putting in Buffy in that position. But I do appreciate what you're saying, Chris, where they do have their own emotions and they may not have, like, you have to kind of forgive them for the fact yeah. that they haven't necessarily dealt with it as well as they could. Yeah, and either, from their point you know, of view, I can like understand her. them treating it a little yeah. more black and white than yeah. we are. And again, the, the added element there is that she kept it a secret. Yeah. That's probably one of the big things here, that she kept it yeah. a secret. So I and suppose if she hadn't done that, if she'd come to them immediately, maybe everybody would have reacted. Yeah. Because, yeah, because one of the things that bugs me in all, in often these scenes where they kind of like attack Buffy for something is them just like not trusting her as a friend. But I suppose if she's, they've just found out she's lied, then like that trust has been a little broken in that moment. And they're not yeah. as eager to like mm. take her word for it. Okay. Big chat. Wow. Big chat. Great chat. This has been <laughs> yeah. good. I didn't expect. I didn't expect that level of chat from this. That's been really fascinating. Oh. Great chat. Um. So let's move to a new scene. Faith and Gwen are having some alone time. Oh. oh. This is an interesting moment. I feel. Uh, I think even at the end of this episode, I feel. I feel mm. bad for Faith. You know, like Faith. 
Faith is quite, like, even in the scene, the idea that she was, like, left out of that meeting and even left out of the last episode, I'm kind of like, I think the Scooby gang, yeah. like, Faith is now part of Sunnydale. She's part of the gang. She's one of the Slayers. She does all these things with her, with them. Um, they haven't been no. very inclusive. And I think they should be yeah. more inclusive. Like, they're kind of polite to her and pleasant, but they really haven't integrated her. And I do think they have somewhat of a responsibility to genuinely incorporate her as like a friend because she's there as a slayer. Mm. She doesn't have a, she doesn't have a family for Christ's sake. Like she lives alone. She doesn't go to school. Mm. She doesn't know, like she doesn't really know anybody or have any friends. Like I do think it's kind of on them to integrate her, even if yeah. they have to force it initially. And it- <laughs> yeah, but will you all stop changing my opinions about the things I feel about Puppy? <laughs> like, I'm allowed to hate her, damn it. Because <laughs> you watch this and no, you make it's very point. sad that she's point. like, you know, because I think this scene is done so well. Again, like Gwen- Gwendolyn is really good at getting people on her side. She really yeah. quite instantly builds that trust with Faith. And I think it's because mm. Faith is looking for someone to be on her side with it because she hasn't yeah. been included in the existing Scooby gang. And because even mm. Giles exactly. is, is Buffy's exactly. watcher, you know, you know? not Faith's Yeah. Watcher. And I do love that Faith defends Giles against Gwen yeah. in this scene too. It's like cute. she does like a mm. little, you know, like, oh, he's all right, yeah. you know. But that that's what's so sweet. sad is honestly like because like throughout Giles has probably been one of the people that's been there for her. But even she, mm. I think she would know that like Giles would take mm-hmm. Buffy's side mm-hmm. over hers, you know, any day. Like, Everyone knows that Giles is on Buffy's side. And so I think it's really kind of sad that Faith doesn't have anyone in her corner and that she is so, like, ripe for manipulation. But does she like, eventually get, like, a real Gwendolyn. watcher? Well, let's find out, shall we? Let's Tell keep watching me. the show and find yeah. out. Tell that would me. be kind of neat. <laughs> Tell me it. <laughs> if we're going to tell, tell you. Tell me the answer. <laughs> so we move. No, not telling you. <laughs> Move on to one of my possibly least favourite Xander really? moments of there's the series so far. Ones. And oh. frankly, there's stiff competition. There's stiff competition. Yeah. But I really hate this moment with Xander. Like, he, it's like, And I think it's partly because we're in season three now. Mm. He's had time to grow. He's had time to learn. Yeah. And he's fucking... He's season one. Yeah, there there's is. a lot of season one callbacks yeah. this this episode. He is season one Xander all over. It's like Douglas Petrie only yeah. watched season one before he started writing. <laughs> What's the moment? What, 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 it what, is what, season what one yeah. Xander. So Faith, so oh, he's there yeah. playing pool angrily, and then Faith comes up to him, and he basically like implies that Angel is evil, um, and that he needs to be killed, and so they head off to go and deal with that. Right. This like Xander yeah. once again just goes off on his own. Knows that yeah. no one in the group is going to support him on this, and just decides to go. This and Xander, kill Angel. this Xander is one hundred percent the same Xander that like didn't uh-huh. relay Willow's uh-huh. message. Yeah, when Buffy had yeah. to go kill Angel, you know, this yeah. is the exact same yeah. Xander that. Yeah, oh, it kind just, of is. He's it the worst. Is. He's the worst. I fucking hate it. He's quite yeah. bad. Yeah. Ugh, it's so frustrating oh to watch him. It's just bad. Like, it's really it's bad. It's so frustrating to watch him just like tell Faith half the story and just like rile her up and like make her feel just. Yeah. It's it's also really unfair to Faith. Manipulative. It's really unfair to Faith. Yeah. You know, again, she's being manipulated because he's pitting. Yeah, he's pitting Faith and Buffy against each other, and he knows he's doing that. Yeah. You know, and she's because kind he's of, fully aware of how Buffy's going to feel And he's kind of it. forcing Faith in this episode to kind mm. of be the bad guy because he's not giving her the full yep. picture. She's, tr- yep. she's trying to do the right thing and he's not giving her the full story. And again, oh it's just... Oh, my God. A- Xander's the reason I hate Faith. 
That's a revelation. What a breakthrough. <laughs> it's always Xander. Xander's who we really hate. You know, I feel like I feel like Xander needs like a puppy. You know, he needs like a more redeeming feature for <laughs> being such an asshole. Like he really does need <laughs> I feel like Xander, yeah. rather than Xander needing a puppy, I feel like he needs like a fucking leash on him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just like he's at it. I felt like I was just starting to warm to Xander, and then this episode, he just like reverts right back to a version of Xander that and I just literally cannot stand. I do think like some. I think in the past, in earlier in season one, when we were discussing our dislike for Xander and like how much of it was the yeah. writing and how much of it was yeah. Xander, I think I think in mm. this one, it's fair to say the writing isn't doing him any favors. You know? The writing is not doing him minutes. I, mu- I must say, I really do. I really do feel like Douglas Petrie <laughs> watched season one of Buffy and just didn't didn't mm. get the characters. Frankly, yeah. when he was writing this, he just didn't get them. Yeah, it's just it's really simplistic. The plot devices that are used throughout this episode yeah. to yeah. to get the story moving, and it's just a bit frustrating. Yeah. I, it's funny yeah. thinking about how like you watch this episode hating Faith so much because the more I like, I just feel really, really sorry for Faith. And the yeah. part she had to yeah, play right. in this episode. It's I'm getting I'm I'm getting on that bandwagon really a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So Gwen comes to see Giles, who spills the beans on the location of the glove, and then suddenly out of nowhere. Seriously, out of Chris, nowhere. Out of nowhere to this? the point she where I had to rewind it and watch it again because I did not know what happened. I was like, what? What? I thought I got along. What happened? <laughs> I imagine you like looking down and looking up and be like, oh, did Giles just trip and fall? <laughs> you were writing a note or something and then you look up and you're like, whoa, what just happened? <laughs> she like picks up this statue. Like, okay, what? She likes the statue? What? She's holding it over her head. That's strange. Like, yeah. Um, but then, worst of all, insult to injury. She hits him with the good show, the most British time two of, two of them two of them <laughs> oh good show. good show oh my god i feel like i missed that <laughs> she's incredibly british. classic she's so british she's so british oh so we um head to the cemetery where buffy and willow are having some bonding time while they wait for the demon and willow almost shares her secret but demon interruptions ensue as often happens in Buffy. And here's my question i've often wondered what buffy's advice or reaction would have been if Willow had told her. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, because what I was going to say is it's really weird watching Willow, like, talk to Buffy so normally. about Like, she's just her normal, like, awkward Willow self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, she has this secret and she's, like, nervous about telling her. But it's, like, a really big, serious deal. You know, she, she, she acts yeah. as though, yeah, she acts as though she opened an SAT book five minutes early or like stole something or like. Remember the time that she was doing a protection spell for Buffy's birthday and Buffy found the, 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 the symbol for her birthday. And she was like completely flustered because Buffy had found it and she wasn't able to lie to her about it. And she was like, I do do do, you do 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 too. Do you remember that? And she's just like, like, that's, like, that's a classic example of where Willow, like, if she has a secret, yeah. she literally can barely even talk to Buffy because she's just so bad at keeping yeah. secrets, you know? And yet she's able to keep mm. this one and just be yeah, almost completely weird. normal with Buffy. It is weird. It's weird to it's watch. Weird. But yeah, if she had it's actually gotten the words out. I mean, again, I feel like it would have been weird from Buffy's mm. end to hear that whole build up and for the, for the actual result of the conversation to be that she's cheating on Oz with Xander. Like, yeah. 
like I think yeah. if I were back in my head would fucking explode like like it is now like I don't, how do you even yeah deal with I really I, I just I, I'm always fascinated to imagine that moment if if Willow had actually said it and what Buffy's Yuck. immediate reaction would have been would, would have been like you know mm. oh my god Willow oh my god you know like what the fuck yeah. part of me <laughs> wants her to be like kind of the righteous Buffy that's like you need to tell Oz and break this up with Xander. But then part of me is like, maybe she'd be more like best friend to Willow and like, I think she, I think she had to like mitigate the damage more. Like, Mm. I think that's how she would have handled it, but I'm yeah. I'll be forever curious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then we get a beautiful moment where Buffy just basically neutralizes Lagos in 10 seconds flat. (laughs) After, Which is um, so good as well because she's going, she's there with words. She's like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill him because like to make Giles happy." You know, Giles is kind of annoyed at me. Which again is just so weird when you think of what he's annoyed at her about. Like he's just had this serious conversation about how mm-hmm. he was tortured for hours by her ex boyfriend who she, who killed his yes. girlfriend. Like she's like, "Oh, how long do you think he'll be mad at me for?" You know, like that's what she's. Like. She's like, "Oh, how long until you think yeah. he's cool with it again?" I'll just kill this oh demon for God. him and, like, hopefully he'll forgive me. That'll make everything better. It's so weird. <laughs> uh, so we head back to the library where Xander and Faith are gathering <sighs> weapons. And I mean, thank God they, they found come it, across... honestly. Like, thank yeah, God they were there. I know. My God. Yeah. yeah. So Xander, in seeing Giles, finally starts to act sensible again. A little bit. His whole character just... is just, like, King Punk Will, right? Because, like, when he's, at the yeah. p- when he's at the pool table, he's like, Angel's evil, kill him. Then he like finds mm-hmm. Giles. He's like, no, this doesn't make sense. It's not him. There's no bite mark. But then when Buffy comes, yeah, in, I noticed that like, too. Actually, I know. Out, you know, yeah, hey. he ping pongs more than Buffy's outfits this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Which again, I kind of want to give Xander the benefit of the doubt. Like, it's just the writing. Like, he was given inconsistent <laughs> to have views <laughs> to portray in this episode. Yeah, like he's like, yeah, he just got given lines yeah, that did. completely contradict each other. So Faith doesn't act normal and instead just acts. I think the thing that really frustrates me with the character of Faith is just how id, id she is. <laughs> like, she's just all id. You know, she's all primal instinct. There's no yeah. other thought process. There's no kind of sophistication to it. She's all id, you know? And I guess it just really frustrates me that she just, like, acts on impulse all of the time. Just no kind of thinking about anything. She just, like, fucking goes totally off, right. you know? Yeah. She's just, like, fist she's or been, nothing. I, you know? I do think this is also somewhat... She's been a bit primed by Gwen, you know? Like, she got she got left out of the conversation. Gwen's like, oh, I don't like how Giles does things, you know, like, letting her socialise so much, like... Gwen's kind of priming her mm. to be a fighter, you know, and take, like, just be a good slayer. And so here she finds out yeah. that an evil vampire. And I just feel like she's got in her head, like, oh, this is what, like, Gwen would want me to do. You know, she's kind of got this new backer. It's mm. like, there's no grey, like, kill vampires. That's what I'm supposed to do. None of this wish-washy Scooby Gang stuff. Like, I'm just going to start being a good slayer. Yeah, it's very Kendra. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what a flashback. Mm. A blast in the past. Oh, Kendra. What a callback. Uh, so Buffy, uh, Buffy comes into the jail, into the library just as Giles is getting taken to the hospital, and gets a mouthful from Xander, blaming Angel for Giles. Which, like, again, yes, you're right, ping ponging, and it's just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. You just yeah. I, I just don't understand. Um, and this is this scene, like, I think in most TV shows, when someone is like semi-conscious they usually end up being able to give like the vital piece of information 
in this case, I forgive Giles because obviously his head is loopy, but it would have been much more useful for him to say that Gwen was right but obviously that would not allow the rest of the episode to unfold it's all about communication effective communication guys usually he would be able to like like instead of destroying the glove yeah i just feel like gwen's a bad person Mm -hmm. would have been more helpful probably more useful Yeah. yeah i really do think so i'm gonna be really interested when we watch other douglas petrie episodes because this just really is Sorry, Doug, but it's just not very sophisticated writing. Mm. It's just not. Like, the plot devices I guess. I guess that really... was the real revelation all along, that the writing sucks. <laughs> That's the revelation I'm talking about the whole time. So um, Gwen arrives at Angels, and even, I must admit, like, her demeanour is slipping at this point, and, and I'm quite surprised that Angel well... trusts her. <laughs> even remotely to turn his back on her. He doesn't. He's like really suspicious. Yeah. 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 Do you think he's dangling his feet? Do you think he's dangling his feet to catch a shark? Oh. I just watched a movie last night. They used that phrase. What? You know, like he turns his back thinking that she'll smack him in the head so that he'll know for sure she's evil because he knows that won't happen. Probably not. I don't think he's that far ahead really. Um, But like just the way he was suspicious is exactly the way I'm suspicious. Like he's just squinting a little bit and he's going, okay, you're... Giles' friend, huh? Okay. Okay. I can't think of any reason you might not be. All right. Fine. Um. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there was so many... I guess it's one of those things where he was just kind of yeah. caught off guard and in shock because, like, she knew about everything, you know? He's like, I'm set. She knows who Giles is. She knows the gloves. She knows about destroying it. She's saying all the right words, but it doesn't really make sense that... Because, like, as far as he knows, Giles doesn't even know that he's alive and, like... Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. He doesn't know that. Also, yet. very good point. Mm. All of that scene is very. Yeah, so before we get too yeah, far ahead, we have to talk about what happened right before Gwen entered. Angel spellcasting and like, oh, yes. creating this eternal, eternal flame thing. Oh yeah, he sucks at that. Yeah. He is, he, his spellcasting is like the same as his oh. tai chi. It's just awful. Like he's just someone's obviously like phonetically spelt out the words he has to say. <laughs> like he's just like sort of sounding out syllables rather than yeah. actually saying things. I mean, he's. I feel like he he's never purported to be a warlock. It sounds so awful, Like though. needs must, right? Yeah, but needs must. But like this is again, yeah. like it just highlights how weird it is that he like takes everything on upon himself. You know, he's like, I got it, and then he tells Buffy that he's got it, but he doesn't tell her that he's gonna destroy it. So did he not know at the time? Has since then he's been doing some extra reading about this uh-huh. flame thing that he's gonna do, and he thinks it's better for him yeah. to do it than to tell Buffy and Giles or like. I yeah. don't. Okay. I blame Doug. Let's this yeah. one. I blame Doug. Let's, let's take this to Doug. Yeah. Yeah. That's another Dougism. Yep. Okay. Um, so she smacks him over the head and they start to fight. And of mm-hmm. course, Faith walks in on that. And of course, she starts attacking Angel. Yeah. And th- at this point, I've written, this is what pisses me off so much. I really, I really do hate these kind of, you know, mistaken identity, confusion type storylines where literally three seconds of conversation. Would just to oh, solve everything. And it, like, it's, I mean, everything. I guess this is something where you kind of can blame Faith for this part because they go to fight and Buffy literally stands out. She's like, surely we can talk this out. And Faith just starts punching her. And it's like, yep. And you and the, the whole fight, like they're totally going for it. Like Faith is throwing furniture around. They've dove through a window. It's like, to what end? Is she planning on killing Buffy? Does she actually think yeah. Buffy's evil? Like what I is know, her game like, plan? 
so she's been fighting side by side for weeks now with Buffy. Exactly. And I get that they haven't been exactly the best of friends the whole time, but she's going to trust some random woman who arrived two days ago over a woman she's been fighting side it's by side point. with for weeks. Seriously? Even if she, that is even really if she thinks Buffy is wrong, surely she doesn't think yeah. she has to like beat her to a pulp about. Like surely it's, it's still a yeah. point of conversation. I, I think, she, I like, feel like Buffy had like, 12 words to say before they started fighting and she just picked the wrong 12 words like she just wasn't it was communication but not (laughs) effective communication thank you for coming to my seminar on effective communication uh also really quickly well yeah Um, uh you're talking about mistaken identity before megan and uh this is a great case of mistaken identity because gwen's stunt double looks nothing like her it is sticks out like a sore thumb it was just just Ah. just trying to have her hair cover her face look really suspiciously and uh gwen's Gwen's the one that stood out for me but maybe maybe faith as well oh i don't even remember I, i wasn't really yeah. I've got to say, though, this fight between Buffy and Faith, irrespective yes. of the fact that it's stupid, is great. Yeah. Um, I never, I have never noticed stunt doubles in anything, Buffy really? or otherwise. Really? And I think talking to you guys on this podcast, like, especially, you, like, Megan talking about Buffy's shitty pun- uh-huh. uh, stunt double in earlier seasons, yeah. I've never noticed it. And I continue to not notice wow. it. I think I, like, get, wow. I think I get into fight scenes and I, it, like, yeah, looks like right. reality to me. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like animation where like, if you play them fast enough, like it looks like it's moving and same with stunt doubles. Like if it it just looks like the same person to me. (laughs) Yeah. Stick with it. I like it. Yeah. You be, you be you. Ignorance is bliss. Um, so Gwen gets her hands on the glove and, uh, we get to see what it can do. Yeah. Lightning and stuff. I mean, meh. I'm just thinking like so many things could have been communicated like not only like not only could Angel have said something about destroying it or Buffy could have talked more but like the fact that she's already killed Lagos which as far as they know is the only immediate threat you know like this like he's Mm -hmm. like if she just blurted out I already killed the demon let me just like talk about this for a second like yeah anyway well, I mean, I don't think that would have necessarily done it because at this point, Faith is now probably going to think that mm. Angel's going to go after the glove, yeah. right? But, but again, this is where I come to the fact that, like, Buffy would have walked into that scene, seen that Angel was making the living flame and been like, oh, okay, well, the, the glove is being destroyed by Angel. I've got this wrong. Whereas Faith just walks in and goes, I'm going to start beating up fucking Buffy and Angel. You know, but Faith had a lot less information. What's happening around her? She never actually takes in what's going on around her, though. She doesn't. Yeah. Not the way Buffy does. That's why oh, she'll never man, be the leader. She'll Faith always be the so much. <laughs> Also, this fucking glove, right? I found so many modern weapons that could do just as much damage and would have been way easier for Gwen to get her hands on. Yeah, we we might not. Okay. Know. But also, because like, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Angel's are like, once you put it on, it can't be removed. And I get that if you're, like, you're the person that, like, will want to take it off. But in terms of, like, a threat, pretty easy to just chop off Especially the Especially Gwen's arm. You know? Right? Like, it's, like, yeah. It's loosened up already. Oh, God, yeah. that oh. was so easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she just, she just flung, she flung a large piece of broken glass yep. like it was a ninja star. Like, uh, was it glass? Yeah, I, I, could, I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. Just, wow, I can't believe it. Like butter, maybe. Clean off. But before her arm gets taken off, I really appreciate a certain line of Gwen's because for me, it really, really oh, yeah. captured the sentiment I felt oh, for this 
entire scene, which was Gwen looking at Faith and going, you're yeah, an idiot. Yeah, there. <laughs> you knew. Mabel knew. I knew exactly what, what quote I was going to say just then. <laughs> so, yeah, Buffy takes off her arm and uh, she goes down in a flame of lightning. Yeah, pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty bad deal. Like, you put on the mm. glove for, like, two seconds and then you cut off your arm and your whole body explodes with lightning. Did she like, read the no fine print on <laughs> yeah. the glove? Because I'm not sure she did. Like, even yeah. if she wanted to, she couldn't just, like, live without an arm. Yeah. She has to explode with lightning. I, like, I wonder if That's other so than true. taking the arm off, like, the, any other action you performed on her might make her invincible or something because otherwise that glove is just so not worth it. It's just not worth Wait, it. Wait, yeah, oh, this is a great point. So does that make it you sooner super vulnerable that if you even lose a limb you combust i don't know no, it's got a it's got a bit of like it's moving it removing the glove i think made it combust. right like from your yeah. being from yeah your brain? Like, and I, th- I feel like that was the only way like you can't just like choose to take the glove off the only way to take it off would be to slice the arm off and that somehow destroys you kills you it was well. it was yeah. just again just really like maybe maybe if she hadn't already done the like lightning bonding experience then she could have lost the arm and been okay maybe. but like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i also just like the word that she used every time she fucking tafrim oh. it was just dreadful it the was, whole thing was it was bad. a very uh, it was oh. a very like uncool thing the whole the whole her whole power thing was just not very cool yeah so back at school uh the gang is starting to come around to angel because he saved them all so that's nice and okay final rant for the sea for the for the for the episode buffy comes in and says to xander are we cool like she is the only one who has something to apologize for. He should be apologizing to her. He literally accused her of causing Jenny's death and has not fucking said sorry for fucking any of his fucking behavior. And she apologizes to him. He was a fuckwit this entire episode and she apologizes to him. That's all I have to say. About You're not that. wrong. <laughs> um... <laughs> She just says, are we cool, though, right? Like, well, true. She's not, know. like, fully apologising. I don't know if that But I just feel like, like she's, she's being, she's being <laughs> conciliatory. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. She's being conciliatory, and <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, she kind of didn't apologise at she all. She didn't really apologise. You're right. <laughs> Neither of them apologises. I take back my rant. i <laughs> <laughs> over the line are we cool is the most vegan thing <laughs> than him I'm standing I by mean, I mean like traditionally <laughs> even when someone else is to blame like asking are we cool uh, is 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 often just like giving someone else the opportunity to apologize yeah kind of traditionally are we cool is a pretty neutral olive branch <laughs> And still didn't apologise. He still didn't. So. He didn't apologise. He didn't. And he did need to apologise. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so, so that Giles... got me so good. I'm like te- <laughs> quite teary from laughter. Oh God. <laughs> oh God, I'm so like, I just like get on a rant. I can't help myself. <laughs> oh boy. So um, Giles comes in and uh, lets everyone know that uh, Gwen actually got kicked out of the Watchers Council. Um, and swears there was a memo. So, so essentially, yeah. if Giles read his emails, this never would have happened. 
Yeah, basically. Or right? they had like called the council sure. or like yeah. anything. So effective communication, <laughs> guys. This never yeah. would have happened. So there's a, a sort of um like a moment, uh, uh, like a dot point in the Buffy wiki on this episode that says that you know oh, his okay. his comments about not receiving the memo um further kind of speak to the theme of his isolation from the rest of the Watchers Council. If you remember, they began with his musing about the enjoyable retreats of Cotswolds that Faith's previous watch oh, was yeah. supposedly on, to which he was not invited. Mm. It drives curiosity for me because I'm kind of like, he is literally at this point the only Watcher with an active Slayer. How is he ostracised from the rest of the Council it weirds, it makes no sense. It, it weirds makes no me sense, out so much. Because right? exactly, the whole Watchers Council is like about slayers. Yes. And, slayer. and they do all of this, they've set up this whole council, this Watcher system, all this research. But like, surely there's only one slayer at a time. Mm-hmm. And literally all of their, re- pretty, much, pretty much all their resources should just be going into, into that, that slayer. slayer. And so yeah. Giles being the only, only Watcher with an active slayer, and frankly currently two active slayers, and he gets no kind of like follow-up chats with with you know like their management system it's, is poor yeah like, where's his like, one-on-ones where's doing? his pdp they, process you know he's performance they development just preparing process. for other slayers like what and are they, they even doing how many mel- hellmouths are there is it just the one hellmouth like shouldn't they just relocate the entire watchers council to sunnydale Maybe. that would make sense but then they wouldn't be able to be as british that's true yeah true. their quarters are in britain because that's tradition true. chris it's tradition yeah. it's tradition Tradition. Yeah. So Buffy leaves all the group and goes to check on Faith to apologise to her. Weird and it's all conciliatory. Do you, ever, do you ever find in these scenes, like, I feel like there's a lot of Buffy Faith scenes where Buffy always looks especially, like, her outfit is especially, like, prim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, and that kind of creates just, this like, otherness. Juxtapose. Yeah. 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 Good pickup. Yeah, that's actually a really good pickup. Yeah, there's, there's a few scenes like that. Um, they, I do. They do it quite deliberately, I think. So yeah. right here, I, I this is where I deleted my line that I knew <laughs> Mabel would take issue with because I said, "I've left this one in." She she acts like an ungrateful wanker filled with anger because she fell for Gwen's lies. And then I wrote, which I deleted because I knew Mabel would have a problem with it. She's so oh. emotionally underdeveloped, like she's just so emotionally ill-equipped. <laughs> it pisses me off. <laughs> Like and I deleted it because it's not fair. Yeah, it's I not like... fair to blame Faith for being emotionally undeveloped. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of the time you draw attention to the fact that Buffy is actually just a 16-year-old girl. I do. But, like, so is Faith. No, she's old. Yeah. Is she not? I feel like she's older than that. Yeah, you're right. I, I always think, think of her as being older, older, though. I don't know Maybe why. Younger. I don't know why, but I always think of her as being older. Like, she's a younger slayer, obviously, you know, in that she's been a slayer for less time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just always think of her as being more, like, in her 20s. That's interesting. Yeah, you're right. I don't ever think of her in that way. Yeah. Good point. That's well made. <laughs> yes. So, Faith and Buffy leave it on pretty awkward terms. Yeah, Faith almost tries to reach out, but isn't quite there yet. Yeah. It's, mm. I, honestly, I've got, I've got nothing but just kind of pity and empathy for faith in this episode and look what i will say in faith's defense here is that you know i do think that buffy is more emotionally mature than faith irrespective of whether they are the same age or whatever yeah buffy Mm -hmm. definitely is more emotionally mature and I, i do think then there is sort of an onus on buffy in a way to kind of like be the one that that tries harder to draw faith out you know and and get her to kind of speak about her emotions a little bit more 
Well, that's that what true. I mean. Like Buffy and all, like Buffy has a much stronger support network. Like I think her, her emotional maturity is a product of her actually having supports around it. Whereas mm-hmm. Faith, this is what I mean. I think the onus is on Buffy and Giles and yep. the Scooby gang to make an effort to integrate Faith because Faith doesn't really, she's not really equipped to reach out. Mm. You know, that's why you kind of see it in this scene where she wants to, but she can't. And like... I feel like everyone just needs to help her out more. Yeah, look, yeah, I mean, kinda. you've really convinced me. And I just, just to highlight how much you guys have changed my opinion in this episode, my very last line <laughs> that I have written here is, yeah. Faith and Buffy leave things on awkward terms and Faith is all alone. Kind of from her own doing, though, so I'm struggling to care. <laughs> so that's where I was at by the end of this episode oh, before we started talking. But I'm in a different yeah. place now. I'm in a different place now. Yeah, I do <laughs> so <too>. much. It's... <laughs> Bizarre. I hate that from a like visceral place inside me. I don't know why. I, do. I just really I kind dislike of, I kind of understand Megan because like I feel like when we f- when both of us have first watched Buffy the TV show, yeah. like I also used to hate Faith a lot more. Yeah. I think now it's really because like I, I mean I deal with a lot of like young people in education sure. and teen. Like it's really hard to not see Faith and in the context that she actually exists you know like and And at the end of a young person you've blown my mind with that severely neglected yes you've blown my mind with that statement about how young she is i i I do kind of Mm. automatically think of her as like in her early 20s i think partly because she is quite you know street smart and and tough you know and so i kind of think that she's older than she is and you know and I, i think a lot of people who are like faith a lot of a lot of teenagers who are street smart and tough and have spent their lives you know living a life that's completely different to mine and you know i fully admit i've lived a life of massive privilege i do think that they tend to suffer from the fact that people think they're older than they are and so they get judged more harshly and i'm doing exactly that fucking thing with her so i a hundred percent you know what it is Faith is to you as Jenny is to me. <laughs> You're I can't explain right. it. I it's can't explain inex- the It's hate, inexplicable. My, it's my so hatred is just so ingrained in me. I mean, I've had 20 years to develop this hatred of faith, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. to find yours, mate. Hard. It's hard to get away from it. Anyway, yeah. that's the end of the episode. Yep. Cool. My gosh, what an episode, you guys. Wow. We have talked about some big stuff this episode. This we is really have. Huge. We got into it. We, we got, got into deep it. down into that one. We got yeah. it's, it's like we said last episode. We talk more about the bad episodes than we do about the good it's ones. true. Definitely. It's a, it's a testament to just how fucking bad this episode was for how long this, this particular episode for <laughs> us is. <laughs> well, I, well, I feel like more than the episode, we just talk, we just like questioned certain like moral principles. We, did. we had like a lot of deep conversations yeah yeah pretty intense but i just i just want to shout out that i really appreciate the way that we can really have these really respectful conversations where we completely differ with each other and you know just still manage to have this really good dialogue and i think you know in a world that's really losing the capability of having those coming from different places and still managing to have respectful conversations i think that's really important and i really appreciate that about you too i just wanted to call that out. well said well said I, yeah, yeah i, 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 do, I do think that is especially relevant in the world right now yeah so, mm. yeah. yeah 
Yeah. Go, go on, good on us for respecting each other's opinions. Yeah. <laughs> you see, to you hundreds, can, to hundreds of more arguments. Just to, like <laughs> to all the people out there, you can have a difference of opinion and still have a respectful conversation with someone about it. That's all. You I'm can saying. be open yeah. to changing your opinion, yes. and then still not change it at the end of the discussion. <laughs> exactly. I still hate Faith. I'm gonna always hate her, but I get why I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so death count this episode only four very very small oh, so a couple of a couple of unidentified vampires um one by buffy and one oh, by yeah. faith lagos beheaded by buffy because faith wasn't up to the task frankly um <laughs> and then gwendolyn post killed by lightning after her arm was cut off by buffy that's it yeah. So um, tell us your favourite quote, Chris. Chris, I struggled. Do you guys struggle? Oh, my God, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super struggled. Um, I've had my share of lovers, but you boinked the undead. <laughs> oh, fake. Uh, which is very true. And she said boink, which is pretty oh, funny. Oh, great. Yeah. Funny my, way to refer to anything, really. My quote is a faith quote as well, funnily enough. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Mabel? Um, my quote's actually a, a Gwendolyn quote. Oh. Um, it just struck me in the moment because it was when Giles was doing research in the library. He like just found a picture of the glove or something, and she she just kind of called out. She was like, "The pictures are fun, Giles, but one really ought to read the words as well." Yeah, oh, nice. And, and I point. just feel like it comes. I feel like we have talked so much about how they always just flip to the page of the picture and then yes. figure out the details. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Should read the words. And this won't be the first time that that's important. I will actually call back to this moment in a later episode. Oh my god! I think I'm thinking of. I think yes. I think you know what I'm thinking of, and I'm going to call back to that when it's appropriate. We must always read the fine print. (laughs) We must always read the fine print. Uh, So mine is also a faith quote, which Mabel just stole from me before. She she spoke about it, um, even though we hadn't mentioned it during the scene, and I was like, damn it! I was going to wait until the end to say this quote. Oh. Wild stab, a bunch of guys from Spark. Nice. Nice. Faith musing on what Spartan might mean. (laughs) Who the Spartans were. It's a good guess. I like it. Yeah. Wild stab, a bunch of guys from Spark. (laughs) It's just Shows a good understanding of like etymology and phonemes. You know, you can take off a word ending. Sure. To the root of the word. Yeah. Great one. Who needs formal education? And I've got to tell you guys, I still haven't figured out my answer to this next one. What won the episode for you, Chris? I don't know. I guess the glove was pretty cool. <laughs> it's real hard. Give, give to the prop department on that one. It's a pretty cool glove because I pinched on. That was kind of cool. You know, that Buffy's pinching. throw. It was a hell of a throw. Hell of a throw. Oh, yeah. Um, like, no, I'll give it to the glove. The glove was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, wow. I did like the, like, clippy, the clippy. <laughs> clippy. Yeah, that was the clips, cool. yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Super hard episode to pick something. Um, yeah. I, at the end of the episode, I just sat there being like, what? And I tried to go through things. I was like, come on, Mabel, think simple. Just like, what did you like? Yes. Just <laughs> think of something. Um, in the end, I think I comfortably landed on the violence. Oh, yeah. I think there was not a lot in the episode that I liked, but all the, the chopping off of Lagos's head, the mm-hmm. slicing off the arm, the fight scene with Faith and Buffy, all of the violence. It's pretty good. Made me. Not, not the Tai Chi. But the violence really pulled it together for me. Nice. Good. Good. I, I'm Maybe. literally flicking back through my notes here trying to find something. 
I just can't. I mean, I, I, I think I was, probably, I was going to go, I was actually going to go with, I was going to go with something similar to Mabel, which is that, that fight between Buffy and Faith, even though I hate the premise of it and I hate the hat mm. and the fact that it's happening, the actual quality of the choreography of the fight is particularly good. I enjoyed that I, fight scene. Yeah. yeah. And in the context of this episode where we didn't have that much, the yeah. fights I think are especially enjoyable. Actually, no. I have a point of relief. I, I'm just remembering the one moment in this episode where I literally <laughs> like stopped taking notes and sat and stared at the screen because of how much particular uh, scene affected me. I always pick this if it's what I'm thinking. G- guess what do you think I'm thinking? <laughs> Stern Giles. Stern Giles when he tells her about the four hours. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That that yeah. is a beautifully acted moment from Anthony Stewart Head. It honestly, he just he just really brings depth when he has these moments. It was a it was a it was a I'm 16 years old. I don't want to die moment. You know, it was mm-hmm. really really good. Yeah, that yeah. is okay. the only moment in a- this whole episode where I literally just went, I can't do anything because I have to watch this scene. That's a good pick. Yeah. That's my favorite. Oh, Anthony Stewart Head is great. Oh god, he's great. He's so good. he's such he's so undersung. Like I do feel like he doesn't get enough acknowledgement for how good an actor he is. Yeah, I he's feel very, like he, he's, really he's so he's I think he's almost like so seamless in the episode as mm. Gi- in Buffy as Giles that people just don't like, realize take him for granted. Yes. I think, I think they enjoy everything he brings, but I think they kind of just take him for granted because yeah. he's like a given. Yeah, you know, Giles is Giles and he's like this solid thing that is always good and we always have him mm. but he's just kind of this constant that I yeah. think can be taken for granted yeah I agree yep yep that mm. moment for Giles that wins it nice yep. nice pick thank you um Chris tell us where we can find you uh, Cree Slip, C-R-E-A Slip on uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also, listen to my other podcast, Poor Boys Recommends. Yay. This week, it's a bit of a social experiment. I have to uh, count every time I say sorry. You know, I keep a count. Of every Ooh, time I say sorry. that's um, interesting. If, if, I was, if I was Xander, it'd be zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit more with me. How are you doing that? Did you order one of those little like bouncer clicker things? I always I've got, I got, I just downloaded an app, a free app, you know, there's counter. I always wanted one of those clickers. I'd actually like to retract a statement I made earlier in this podcast because I think it was really unfair. And I think um, that I don't want people to think that I think this. I, I made a, an allusion to the fact that Chris was being very Xander about something. And I just have to say that Chris is, I did. I think when we were talking about the, and Angel Angelus thing. Yeah, and yeah. I just want to make it very clear that Chris is in no way even remotely, smallly like Santa because he's too... Well, let's see, I feel like that's sort of the unspoken thing of the pod in a way, yeah. in that, you know, <laughs> there's, in the, in the show, there's, you know, two girls and a guy. It's sort of the three, it's all based around the three of them, Buffy, uh-huh. Willow and Xander. Yeah. And there's, you know, sort of Megan's sort of the leader that walks us through the episode as a Buffy of sorts. <laughs> I'm the guy, so I'm sort of the Xander, you know. Mabel, sort of the more even-tempered, more thoughtful kind of the kind of the. Kind of the oh my god, I love it! You just blown my mind with that, Chris. <laughs> we are the Scooby Gang. A little bit, a little bit, which I'm does make so... me Xander. Which I, you know, it is what it is. I suppose it is what it is. But I just want you to know that I don't think you're even remotely like Xander in any way. Yeah, you're much anger. I we're... feel towards Xander. I never feel towards you. We're like we're like the Buffy Willow and Xander of like a reboot. We're yes, like improved. You and yeah, 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 they're fixed up little toys. Yeah. In here, yeah. um, I love the idea of me being the Willow. I just, I just love because like we kind of mock that Willow is 
is like an expert in everything. Yes! And I'm like, because oh, this kind <laughs> of touches on my like this touches <laughs> on my inner like Ravenclaw identity that I have, oh where God. I'm like, oh so really. <laughs> and you know what? I love that I'm the Buffy. So this is oh, perfect. Oh, I you would. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're Buffy. You know? <laughs> Oh, great. That's good stuff. Amazing. Because, of course, I'm Gryffindor, Amazing. so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and That's I'm not like mate, the Slurin. Gryffindor that, where everyone thinks that they're Gryffindor. I am Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah, like the sorting hat didn't even have to touch your head. Yeah, you know? it, was it was just like, like Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, we're, doing, we're, we're talking extensively because neither Mabel nor I are going to shout out, so... <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Follow um, us on social yeah. media. Follow us. Follow us at Buffy Straya, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and um, Gmail. Did we actually get to the yeah Gmail? Did we actually say the at Pool Boys Comedy or were we just Oh, did you? Yeah. Did we, yes. Did oh, yeah. Tell us where to find us. Find <laughs> actually find Pool Boys Comedy. Yes. Um, <laughs> good one. Yeah, it's good. Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and stuff. We uh, oh, and TikTok now actually. Oh what my god. The, the pool boys have a TikTok, so check it out. Check a it out. TikTok? It's, some are better than others, you know. It's pretty hit or miss, but you know. So, so yeah. is all of TikTok, so. Yeah. I still yeah. I still haven't seen TikTok. I mean, I've seen TikTok. not really missing out, man. Like, I've, I've, I've watched them so it's, when they come up on a I still don't get it. I don't really I get it. I still don't get it. It's a whole like, wide world out there, man. But it's like, it's like Vine, but better. Like, I don't really get it. It's powerful software. I'll give it that. That's what okay. I'll. That's what I'll say. Actually, this week, uh, if you listen to the pod, Stu creates a TikTok. That's that. That's oh. a, that was, I was a recommend I gave to him. Mm. So oh. he sort of talks all about it, and it's it's fairly interesting. Oh, cool. All right. Cool. I'm gonna yeah. give that a listen. Yes. Okay. Very good. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. That's it from us. Yeah. Bye. 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 Like mm-hmm. let's say angel or whatever. Like yeah, we'll soul vampires. Many vampires around. But yeah. like hypothetically, if there were more like soul vampires around that like don't go around like tussling, fighting people, and getting blood on shit and stuff. Sure. Would they like have to do laundry? Because like surely they don't sweat. They're like cold blooded vampires. Great question. Great. No point. answer, yeah. but great question. And that's what I hang out in like <laughs> dirty, smelly places. And I feel yeah, like, but like if, if you're like becoming a good like a good citizen vampire and you like do up your place fine and you like dust regularly then like i reckon you'd never have to i mean if you dust regularly you're fucking you're done yeah exactly (laughs) i mean that also poses the question do they ever need to shower you know except for if they're like you know getting a bit dirty from like you know doing some gardening or something i mean it's always like death anyway delayed by the way chris i find i got oh i missed it thanks if you, oh. if you dust, you're gone because you're a vampire. If you dust regularly, you're bloody dying. You got the only dust once. <laughs> Ever. Hey. Oh, boy. Thank you. I had to come um, back to it. Yeah, good yeah. call. <laughs> <laughs>